Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning. We're on page Tuf Nun Hay, um, about third way down. The line begins with the words Gam Mitsiusoi Mahagilui. We are uh, involved in a very deep Indian, a very uh, a very profound concept, um, and uh, it's it's uh, well as we see it's it's not easy at all. But we're we're going to move ahead. We're trying to get a handle on the concept of tchila. It's a word. It's a word. We think we know what it. Tchila. That's beginning. Well, beginning is not an easy thing. Beginning. There are levels of beginning. Varieties of beginning. This is the essence of beginning, the ultimate in beginning. This is the beginning without which there are no beginnings. Uh, it's a beginning which, in a sense, doesn't even contribute to the, to the sequence of beginning. And this is what we're trying to get a grasp on. The reason? Very simple. Saif Maisa B'machshava The beginning of, uh, I'm sorry, the end of thought which, if we want to think in terms of Seder Stalschlis, is where we happen to be sitting right now, in Oyelim Asiya Gashmias. Soif Maisa B'machshava Tchila. In the boss's mind, this is what is called Tchila. It's not called Kadmain. It's not called Reish, or Reish, or Reishis. It's called Tchila. And this is really um, the concept, the concept of Tchila is the whole reason why we're here. The whole basis of our existence in this physical world uh, is that to have a direct contact with, a direct relationship with, to experience tchila. Uh, of course, we, we see this all the time. There, there are many drushos, you know, with the etzim, uh, the service of Hashem is Baruch is primarily, you know, uh, the avoda of Mrs. Bapoil, the avoda of Asiya Mamish. This is really what it's all about. We know this, we've seen this, we've heard it many, many times. The Rebbe is giving us a special gift here. He's letting us, giving some insight into how that is so, why that is so, where we really are in, some, in depth. It's, it's an incredible, incredible piece of Hasidus. So here we are, coming to grips with this concept of tchila, coming to grips with the idea of beginning. Now, all of our, all of our ideas, including the concept of beginning, are based on the fact that we are um, products of a highly limited, restricted, uh, um, defined system of, of, of existence. Time. Well, time is part parcel of our existence. Time is, is part of, of, of the being that we partake of. Uh, space. We talk in spatial terms, in, in, in temporal terms, in terms of sequence, causal sequence, temporal sequence, whatever. All of these um, characteristics and uh, descriptors and definitives are all based on where we are, what we experience, what we've seen, what we know. Obviously, we can't begin to talk about things that are beyond our experience. We, um, in terms of our physical lives, we have five basic senses, and what we experience in this world, what we're aware of in this world, conform to those five senses. Are there there things, even in the physical sense, are there things beyond those five senses? Undoubtedly. And there's good evidence that there are things beyond them as well. So, the word tehillah, 
which seems like such an innocuous expression. It's a, it's a, a word beginning that we've seen so many times we're so familiar with and so aware of. What is its origin in terms of purpose and meaning and the uh, tachlis uh, of all existence? How does it fit in? What does it, what does it mean? <clears throat> so the Rebbe has taken, taken us on this journey, on this exploration, um, and we, uh, we finished up last time, or we uh, dealt with a, with a parallel situation. The use of the word tequila, uh, the, the use of the concept of tequila in a system with which we have a little bit of, at least we have some information on. <clears throat> and that was the relationship between Chochmah, Chachmastema, which is the 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 uh, roish of of Chachma, the beginning of Chachma, the ratzon uh, of Chachma, so to speak, uh, and the idea of a radla, which is an inyan and tchila, uh, and the distinction in our discussion is again, it's a parallel model system. It's not a marshal; it's a model system. All of these ideas. Uh, are recurrent. They occur throughout Seder Stalshalis. The Yen of Tchila can be found on many, many different levels, depending upon your perspective. So in, in the perspective of Radla, Chachma, Stema, and Chachma, Radla is Tchila. What is, and, and uh, Chachma, Stema, uh, would be Reish, would be, uh, would be the, the parallel to Ratzana, Muchlet, Begilui. And of course, Chachma would be uh, the beginning of, of all things. Uh, in Bapoil, in actuality. Um, so to, to use Rad Law as a model system, as a parallel, to grasp this concept of Tehillah and the difference between Tehillah and Kaidim, which would be Chachmastama, um, we spent some time discussing Rad Law. Now, we can't spend too much time discussing Rad Law because, by definition, Rad Law is unknowable. And that's the point. It's an unknowable. Uh, by, by virtue of itself. Um, it is, Radla means it is the beginning which is not known and does not know, which we add on to it, which means, forget it. There's uh, a kaidem, something that is kaidem, or a kedem, or a kadmoin. We have some knowledge of its existence by virtue of what it, what emerges from it, what evolves from it, what it gives, what it gives rise to. Um, and therefore, it is the kadmain or the hakdama of whatever that system of, or that evolutionary chain of cause and effect, which emerge ultimately from that, that initial point of kadmain. We know the kadmain by virtue of what we see, but we can experience what we can know emerges from it. We know what the, the limitations of the kadmain are. Hachmastama, for example, is a kadmain. So what, what are its limitations? Since what comes out of it ultimately is chokhmah of one sort or another, therefore we know, even though we cannot know it's muhus, it's beyond us, it's beyond kalim, it's beyond grasp, but we know it's got something to do with chokhmah. It's not perceivable, it's not knowable in terms of its muhus, but we know, so that's its metzias, and we can feel it, we can sense it, and we can know about it. Rather, we can't know anything. Because nothing comes out of it. There are things which exist by virtue of it. In fact, all things exist by virtue of it, but nothing comes out of it. It is not causal in any immediate or perceivable way to any particular thing. 
and therefore it is a tchila. Uh, it is not committed or bound to or identified by what it gives rise to. It's identified by itself. It is a inyan bifne atzma. It is an inyan atzmi. Um, and that's where we ended up last time. Dahinu, shagam im, we go to the end of the line. Shagam im nemar did tchila, hu gam kein kasha yesh acherkach oz hu tchila. So how do we define tchila? Well, we would think, common usage, that tchila is defined by what it gives rise to. And the Rebbe says, if you want to define tchila by virtue of what emerges from it, what comes after it, but even so, uh, the concept of tchila is the the concept of uh, of tchila is beyond this. Why? I'm sorry. There are things that may follow. There are things that exist by virtue of tequila. But you can't define tequila by the fact that those things exist by virtue of, of the tequila. Um, there are things which come out afterwards, that exist afterwards. But the tequila is not defined by them. It is not dovic in them. It is not committed to them. The hagdama or kaidim, certainly resh, is defined by what it is a kaidim to. What is a roish to? A hakdom of a book. As we mentioned many, many times, is the beginning of the book. It's related specifically to that book, not to another book. Tchila is not related to anything because it's related to everything. It's related to everything because it's related to nothing. It is, and all we can say of it, things exist which are, are not tchila. If we're not tchila, we're not there, they would not exist. By virtue of tchila, all things exist. Tchilas hakoil, the beginning of all, so to speak. So it is not committed to an outcome. It is not. It is not limited or restricted in any manner, what shape or form. It is a. It is a, an atzmi. It is an etzem is heder hispashtus heder gilui, heder hischalkus. Uh, uh, it, it is a, an etzem. An etzem is uh, truly. Endless, unknowable, and ineffable. That's what etzem is. And therefore you can't link it. You can't, we do not identify tequila by virtue of latter stages. There are no latter stages. We identify by virtue of itself. Because whatever exists, we say, yes, it exists by virtue of tequila, but the tequila is not committed to it. It's not essential. It's not necessary, number one, that those things should exist, number one. And number two, if they exist, it's not because of any focused effort on behalf of tequila. It's b'derech mamela. Not an easy concept. Not an easy thought to wrap one's head around. For example, um, where are we? I'm sorry. So, so the Rebbe said, even if you would think to try and identify the concept or define the concept of tequila by virtue of the fact that something emerges from it, it's tequila of something, not tequila of nothing, nonetheless, it doesn't work. Why? Because it is not bound to, connected with, or related in any real way, or any immediate way, with that which emerges afterwards, that which is created afterwards. Oh, is there a relationship? Well, there is. I mean, without the tequila, there wouldn't be whatever else there is. 
But the, the, the process of connection or the, uh, the nature of the relationship is totally inexplicable because tefillah is an inyanatsmi. What emerges afterwards, no matter how, on what level it is, is a gili of one sort or another, and, and the two are disconnected. Reb uses an interesting word here, which we're going to, it's going to, uh, is not, gives us difficulties, basically. But it gives us tremendous insight as well, if we learn it properly. So the Rebbe says, Mikol Mokayim, Eneinu Dovek Kol Kach Bechines Ma Shinesava Achakach. The Tchila is not bound to Kol Kach so much to that which exists by virtue of the Tchila. What does that Kol Kach mean? Yeah or no? Either it's Dovek or it's not Dovek. Well, it's not quite so simple because the idea of Tchila itself is not quite so simple. Like we mentioned last time, everything is multidimensional. Well, I think we use the example of the sun, the layers of the sun. But what's the sun? Well, there's the etzem. There's only two things. Let's face it. We're dealing with the sun. We're dealing with two things. We're dealing with the sun. We're dealing with sunlight. Now, that's great for those of us down here. That's just fine. And that is a very definitive distinction. The sun is that little yellow ball in the sky. No problem. And the sunlight is all that nice glow that comes down here and lets us see our way around and provides all our energy. No problem. Well, that's fine if you're here and things are very simple and clear-cut. But if you actually look at the sun as an atzmi, well, there are levels to the sun. We mentioned last time, there's a core, there's a radiation layer, there's a convection layer. Um, when does the, the core clearly, there's no question if you want to, to split hairs, the core is the etzim. The core provides whatever the sun produces, the core is the source of that energy. But not so simple, because the energy itself, uh, which is a product of fusion, nuclear fusion, the energy itself um, goes through other layers. The energy itself passes through uh, uh, a radiation layer in which the light is not so easily released because of the intense gravity at that stage. There's another layer in which the, the light can be converted to heat, which is basically the source of sunlight. Mentioned last time, what, so what is it? What is, what is etzim and what is hispashtus? If you're standing in the core of the sun, everything else is hispashtus. If you're standing here on earth, the whole sun is etzim. So we, one has to be a little bit, that's why the kolkach comes into play here. We could look at etzim in one of two ways, which we're going to do in a minute. For example, one could consider Etzem. One could consider etzem as uh, or um, bef- before or in seif or kaidem at simsum before all sarotzen before there is a rotzen muhlet, before comes to mind before Hashem is baruch focuses on any particular dimension in that endless sea of pshitas that endless sea of ein seif all of that is in the Indian atzmi with respect to or achar simsum. Uh, so one could look at the or, which is his or, 
or one could consider the etzema or which is higher than hispashtus or both of these are dimensions of or kratim et simsum etzema or which is not any getter of gili which is a yechelis of etzem which is not gilui, and then there's spashtus, which is gilui. Well, there's a tremendous distinction. There's a, a givaldi, a shinui, between etzem or, which is uh, a yechelis bound up tachlis with etzem, which is atzmiistic to the nth degree, and his spashtus or, which is already so distant from etzem that it's possible there could be a tzimtzum in that or. The or could be manipulated. The or is a medium with respect to etzem. Uh, nonetheless, both of those are called or kaidimat simsum. Both of those are referred to or in sight. The same way the sun in the sky, that ball in the sky with all of its possibilities and layers and distinctions and, and levels, that's all called sun. That's all called etzim. Sunlight is what comes out of it as far as we're concerned, as far as the earth is concerned. So what comes out of that etzim with the gilui mamish is aharat simsum in that particular framework, in that, in that uh, uh, frame of reference. Vahinu gan came or shuhu says, or generally is, in a, we think of or as hamshacha, or equals hamshacha. That's the way we regard or. In general, the, t- the totality of or is hamshacha. That's the whole point of or, is to be megala something. I mentioned before, it's not, it's, it's not necessarily megala something. That's or is not megala anything. Uh, but the nature of or, we think of or in all of its stages as an Indian of Gilui, an Indian of Hamshacha. Chachmas Stamaz, hidden, it's called Stamaz, it's called hidden, concealed. Um, but it's not concealed Be'etzim, it is a, 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 what's called a Hamshacha Nelemis, a hidden, uh, a concealed Hamshacha, but it's still a Hamshacha. It's still a Tenu, it is still a mode of revelation, which is called stima, because it is not in any way accessible or available in terms of its mohus to anything below it. It is not accessible to chachma atzma, except in a way of mitzias. That's all. Uh, Therefore, we can talk of or in two ways. We can talk about etzma or, which is mamish, bound up with etzma, it's mamish atzmiistic. Hu v'shmoye echad, or hu echad v'shmoye it's or which is bound to ato. It's, you could call it ato actually, because it really is not anything other than ato. It is a yechelis within etzim. That's that's or. That's but it's not an or which we would call or because it is in no way in a getter of hispashtus or gilu or anything of the sort. But it's there, and then of course there's hispashtus or. All of this, Kardim et Simpson, Etzim or Hispashtus or. From our perspective, below Simpson, uh, it's all Etzim. Might as well all be Etzim. Uh, it's been explained elsewhere. Anyway, that's the Kolkach. Because we'll see in a minute, the Or, which is Taka uh, Etzim or, is not related, is not Dovik in what comes out afterwards or what follows, what is emitted afterwards, Acharat Simpson, is not Dovik at all. It's completely divorced. It's not even a makif. It's, it is an inyan atzmi. The or, on the other hand, which is negetter of hispashtus, um, is at least in some way related. It's a, it's, it's a makif. It's soivev. Well, soivev means that it is something which is not actualizable or perceivable to whatever is receiving from it. Um, but it is a relationship. It's soivev what? Soivev called almond. 
it's, yes, it is beyond perception, it is beyond uh, recognition uh, in any real sense, in any experiential sense, but it nonetheless has a relationship which, which that emerge, emerges from it. It transcends it. The relationship of Ora Soivev and creation is that Ora Soivev transcends creation. It's a makif on creation. It's a soivev on creation. Etzimor is not a soivev on anything because soivev is a lushan which re- defines a relationship. It refers to a, a mode of revelation. And etzim is not re- revealed in any manner, shape, or form. So both of these dimensions in Orkhidimatsimsum looked upon in a general way could all be called etzim because what is below it does not in any way uh, partake of it or perceive it in an experiential way. Um, yeah, uh, as explained elsewhere. Um, nonetheless, there is no shaychas to what comes afterwards. This would refer to the general idea of etzim or after tzimtzum. So from our perspective, it doesn't make any difference whether the or is totally inexplicable and, uh, and uh, uh, imperceivable by virtue of the fact that it is a makif be'etzem, or that it's etzem or is not even a getter v'spashtos as far as we're concerned, that all those distinctions do not matter. The whole thing is atzmi, is ninyin etzem, it's etzem or with respect to achar etzimzum. Therefore, it could be called chila, all of it could be called chila which again creates uh, complexities because we are thinking of Tchila as an absolute. And with respect to, to Kadmoin, it is an absolute. It is a, uh, it is, its role is not Gilui. Its role is not relationship. Its role and its relationship to whatever emerges is whatever emerges from it is not a Hamshacha from it, is not a gilui from it, uh, but exists by virtue of it. Without, it would not happen. That's all we can say. That's the best we can say. Because we have no knowledge whatsoever of, of not only muhus, not only mitzia, not only muhus, but even uh, mitzias on that level. That would be at some or mamish. It's not kaitim. The kaitim who? Masha kaitim el gilui. Kaitim, the Lushan kaitim, Beginning, beginning of what? The beginning of something, not the beginning of nothing, not the beginning of everything. Although that actually is a good use of the word beginning, also. But kaidem implies a introduction, an introduct, introductory level from which a specific intended uh, outcome is going to emerge. That is what kaidem is. The tchila, on the other hand, is not shayach to such a thing. Tchila has no shaychas at all to what emerges from it. Well, how can we say that? Again, if it were not for tchila, it would be nothing. Uh, Whatever emerges, whether we're talking about limited, restricted, palpable reality of this world, or whether we're talking about Adam Kadmain, which is also a beginning, as as a Kadmain is Lush and Kaidim. Adam de Bria de Clolis, it's referred to as Bria. It's, it's already in existence, so it's already a being. All of those things, the entire Seder Shdalshus, the, the sweep of existence, spiritual, physical, and whatever, 
exists only by virtue of tchila. Um, and therefore, how can we say there's no relationship? Because a relationship defines a connection of which there is an awareness. There can be an awareness. The awareness could be one of hergish. The awareness could be one of understanding. The awareness could be one of understanding that there must be such a, a, such a thing. Um, and again, since we are talking about a uh, tequila of being, so then it's all of being. It's, it's not uh, any particular world. It's not any particular... It's everything and, every, and all things and nothing. That's the idea of tequila. The thing is, yes, there are things. Uh, we will not deny existence. We will not deny reality. We cannot deny being all of those things. We cannot deny the fact. Were it not for tequila, there would be none of it. Nothing. There would be none of those things would exist. What we can, what we have to keep in mind, is that the tequila is not a tequila. Because of all those things. That, again, would give the idea of dveikas or shaychas. If tequila were a tequila because, oh, that is the beginning of X, Y, and Z. So X, Y, and Z are really define what tequila is. Our tequila is tequila because of X, Y, and Z. Were it not for X, Y, and Z, you wouldn't need a tequila, and, and therefore uh, there would be no tequila. In that sense, the tequila is locked into what emerges from it, what the outcome of it is. Um, and therefore it's dovic in some way, not kol kach, not very much, but it's dovic in some way uh, to what would come out of it. Um, and therefore it's a, it's a koidim, it's already related to, it's already defined, it's already um, uh, explained by virtue of what it gives rise to. Tchil is not explained by virtue of what it gives rise to, what emerges from it. If nothing emerged from it, it would still be a tequila because etzem is etzem, etzem is always etzem, is eternal. Etzem is immutable in every sense of the word. And therefore, the what things that emerge from it do not define it. In the case of koidim, the things that emerge from it do to a certain extent define it. Chochmas that's, that's a rigid, that's an origin. That's a beginning, but it's a beginning of Chachma. It's not a beginning of Ches. It's not a beginning of Bina. It's a beginning. It's a it's a uh, a Koyach which is so lofty and so poshet as to be called a Yuli. Um, namely, it is Mufshet itself from what emerges from it, but it's not unrelated to what emerges from it. What emerges from it's going to be Chachma of some sort, whereas Tchila, uh, whatever comes from it, in no way. Can you extrapolate back to tequila to get some concept of anything about tequila? Tequila is tequila because it's tequila. What comes out, what emerges, what exists by virtue of tequila exists. But there is no connection whatsoever in an experiential way or in a way of perception that relates those two. Tequila is divorced from what, what emerges or what exists. Hare is tequila. This is tequila. Ella. However, what that we call tchila, we call it uh, in, in truth and in reality, uh, absolute tchila, what is real tchila, absolute tchila, commotion of has been explained above, the Indian tchila's hakoil. So we've used the, the relationship, we use the concept of Rad Law as a way of uh, examining at least examining the concept of tequila uh, in a way which we have some 
by a rod law we have no knowledge of. In a way, we have some knowledge of the no knowledge. Um, similarly, we can look at the union of Tchila Sakoil. What does Tchila Sakoil mean? What's in between Tchila Tchila Sakoil? Tchila, uh, if it's, it could be a Tchila of being, it's not a real Tchila. Why? Because it's committed. What's it committed to? It's committed to being. Well, what else is there besides being? We don't know because we, our whole thought process, our, our knowledge of anything and everything, spiritual and physical, is that is existence, is being, is awareness, consciousness, let's say, something of that sort, something of that order. Are there things outside of it? Of course. It's the same way <coughs> we have Lamashal. We take vision. We see everything. Ah, we don't see nothing. We see a tiny fraction of the electromagnetic spectrum, which is called the visual range, the visual range of wavelengths, of electromagnetic wavelengths. And that visual range is tiny. On this side and that side, there are, there's no end. Well, we have instruments that pick it up. Yeah, that's simply in, like putting on a pair of glasses or using a magnifying glass. It still brings us into the characteristic of electromagnetic radiation. And even there, we have a very minimal view, a minimal way of perceiving, of, of, of uh, grasping. Um, there was a uh, number of, well, there is um, a, a subatomic particle called a neutrino. It became a theoretical necessity for reasons I don't understand. Years ago, um, it was never observed. It's, it's supposed to be there. Uh, Seichel tells you it's supposed to be there, but it was never observed. The reason it was never observed is it never, it has no properties. It's got next to no properties, no mass, it has no size, it has no this, no that, no nothing. And, and therefore, what are you going to trap it in? What are you going to observe it with? What kind of a keli are you going to have? Well, Seif called Seif, worked it out, uh, that, that at the bottom of an iron mine or something like that, uh, which most neutrinos are passing through us all the time. We're not aware of them because they have no properties, no definitive physical properties. Well, Saif Kol Saif, they observed neutrinos. I don't know the method exactly, but, but, but there it was. But before it was capturable, uh, it didn't exist in reality. Uh, it existed as a theoretical likelihood, but it didn't exist in reality. Um, so what do we really know? We know being. We don't know all of being. We know a fraction of being. We know uh, a minuscule amount of being. And even the all-being itself is, with respect to tehillah, is simply one of an infinite number of possible outcomes because tehillah itself is truly limitless, truly ain't safe. That's tehillah's hakoil. Tehillah's hakoil could be anything. Uh, uh, what's it going to be? It depends upon what the tequila decides, but it's anything, and that anything includes, would include expressions of divinity beyond our ability to even imagine or to know about, because everything we know, again, is within the context of the world that God created for us, and within the context of the Seder Shtalshus, the context of the existence of Seder Shtalshus that, that the Almighty put us in. And gave us a mind and senses to be able to have some perception of. It is an Indian atzmi from which comes hakoil. What's hakoil? I don't know. I know the hakoil that I experience. Um, others who are, uh, let's say, physicists or, or, or astrophysicists or cosmologists know of a hakoil 
which vastly transcends anything I'm aware of. But it's nothing. That's not even the beginning of Hakoil. That's one over infinity as far as Hakoil is concerned. That's, it's Pajit nothing. Hakoil means it, it, it is so inclusive, it is so inclusive as to amount to no definition whatsoever. It's everything. Everything is everything. What does it mean? It was a word. We, we try, we think we know what it means, and we always use it in a particular context. But here there is no context because we're talking about the Creator. For this reason, it's called because it is not limited or restricted or in any way defined by what exists by virtue of it. <laughs> this makes some sense. All right. Therefore, it's not possible to say, we do not say, it's not shy to say, that by virtue of what comes from it, or what emerges by virtue of its existence, oh, that's why it's called a tchila. Now we have a handle on tchila. Tchila is a beginning of something. No, it's the beginning of hakoil. Hakoil is because it's everything is, is nothing. And therefore, the tchila, the Koidim is defined by what it's a koidim to. Tchil is defined by itself. What emerges from it is no way uh, uh, a requirement of tchil or, or reflects any restriction at all on tchil. Ella, who tchil be'etzem? This is the idea of what tchil really is, tchil be'etzem. Loi tchil This is not the beginning of existence. This is real tchila, beginning of existence. So, well, that's defined a little bit by existence. Um, and therefore, that's not the real tchila. The real tchila has got nothing to do with existence. Nothing, except that were it not for the tchila, existence would not be, or being would not be. And atzmi is tchila be'etzem, not a tchila by virtue of of, a, of an accomplishment or a gili or anything of the sort. Etzim is heter, spashta is heter gili. That is tchila. Umemena nimtza hakoil. From it comes what? Everything. So once you say everything comes from it, that would include things we, in, in, the, in the lexicon of everything that we don't know anything about. That would include everything means takami and everything, everything, not just everything in the universe, not everything in nature, not everything that we learn about. It would include way, way beyond that. It would include everything is truly everything. That would, does not in any way then uh, define the tchilud because there's no definition at all. Whether there are existences which are brought into being, which come into being, or whether there aren't. Nikra etzem tchila. Etzem is called tchila. So tchila is in no way dependent on anything at all, any subsequent, any gilui, any creation, the concept of tchil, if nothing existed at all, if the concept of existence didn't exist, tchil would be tchil. While there is according to what the Ramam says, everything needs him, he needs nothing, he's beyond, beyond them, they, they do nothing for him. Um, they don't, they, there's no Kiddush. <laughs> they don't add, give, provide anything. This is the idea of Tchila Be'etzem. So, if they don't do anything for him, 
if they provide him with nothing. So then the question is, why, uh, why, why bother? Why bother with this world? Why bother with all of the, the, the heartache that we give our Father in heaven? Why trouble himself with these things, with finitude, with gilui, with creation? What, why? Why? Of course, the answer is a very simple one. On, on a rutzen, and here we're not talking about a rutzen in its technical terminology. We're talking about it as, in general, the concept of rutzen. On a rutzen, you can't ask a question. It's beyond a, that con- the word question implies you are now in the realm of, of seichel. You have, there's a reason. There's some cause or reason that you're asking uh, about. Uh, well, we're way beyond that. Ratzon is way, way beyond that. Ratzon is uh, often defined as a koyach atzmi. It's a tenu of atzim. Well, what does that mean? Well, we don't know because that becomes a, a tautology. We're trying to understand atzim by virtue of a definition of atzim. Uh, after all, we're, number one, we're dealing with elukus. Number one. We're dealing with our Father in heaven. Uh, and number two, have some, we should have some appreciation of what the Rebbe is bringing us here. Because this is so far beyond wherever else the human mind has taken humanity. This is so far beyond science, philosophy, even, we're talking now, of course, about valid science. And we're talking about valid philosophy, which there is such a thing. It's beyond comprehension, human and otherwise. And the Rebbe is bringing us an awareness of how absolutely astounding it is that we're here, or that anything's here, or that there's anything. This is uh, to, to have a, uh, a sense and appreciation of what our Rebbeim have given us. You know, we, we I, I can't hold myself back. We talk about the Rebbe. We talk about the Rebbeim. Generally, we like stories. You know, we tell about uh, someone was having difficulty in business and, uh, and uh, the Rebbe did this and the troubles went away. And someone was having health difficulties. And we have stories about all the Rebbeim. This is what they did. This is, and, and we are inspired. And we look to our Rebbeim with awe. Uh, and with love, on the basis of the, you know, you know what the baby did. You, man, how many times I've sat by for brain. Oh wow, Peladic. What does the Pelago on? The Pelago goes on some minor manipulation of Teva that uh, the, the Rebbe did. The miracle and the, the the godless is not the miracle in our eyes. Of course, it's a miracle. The godless, not the miracle. The godless is that the Rebbe had such a sense of that person for whom he performed whatever he performed or did whatever he did, that there's a human being on earth, there's a Jew on earth who loves another person so much, loves another Jew so much, he'll do anything, he'll, he'll do anything for that person. He will uh, turn nature on its head for that person. Um, the, the, the nature of Avas Yisrael, which again is another thing we talk about all the time, but we don't really think much about. That's beyond Pella. That is beyond miraculous. That is a uh, a, a, uh, a state 
That Avos Yisrael, the absolute Avos Yisrael, is a state which reflects the Rabbeinu Shalom himself. The love that God Almighty has for every single Jew, which we cannot appreciate, we can see that in some sense, in some way, to the extent that we can see, in our Rebbeim. That's who the, that's stories, yeah, very nice, very good. But the key, the, the bottom line, talk about Avos Yisrael, what the Rebbe must have gone through to bring this into, into a language that it becomes accessible to ordinary people. What a, what a love. What, a, what an amazing sacrifice. What, it's, it's beyond everything. One, learn, one wants to develop a little bit of a sense of what a Rebbe is. There it is. And you can see it with all of them. You sit and learn their Hasidus, you can see it with all of them. This is, where did he get it from? I, I think I mentioned once before that um, I have a, a shear every Friday morning in, in Ayan Bays. My Chavrusa is a person who is a scholar of Kabbalah, a, a real scholar of Kabbalah. Uh, he knows a yam, uh, and he, we sit, we learn for a couple of hours. Often, in the middle of our our discussions in the middle of our learning will stop. We'll stop. Not because we're confused, not because we're stuck. That happens plenty of times too. But because we are awestruck. He is awestruck. He said, Gewalt. Where who is this man? Who is he? How where does he because this is a person who who understands Kabbalah in accordance with Kabbalah. Hasidus, again, we don't have the proper appreciation. Hasidus is a quantum leap uh, above Kabbalah. He's, and I'm looking at him, and his eyes are wide. And we can't speak because it, it is just beyond comprehension how such a person, number one, knows these things, where he, and clearly his knowledge is not a knowledge, he's got it from books. He didn't get, he didn't get it from from studying, number one, and number two, that how much did he put in? How much of his life, how much of his highs has he committed that the two of us should sit and have a little bit of grasp of Elokus? It's, it, it's awesome. All right, I'm getting carried away. Okay. Yeah, that uh, this is really the bottom line. who is This is an inyan atzmi. This is atzmus shalomayim which is above all giluim. By all giluim, by kol giluim, we mean taka all giluim. inyan or ein In this uh, capacity, we now have an idea of or ein Actually, I think we're going to. Uh, end here, because it, it brings in a new dimension to the whole issue, which I'd like to start fresh, and Mitzvah Shem will continue next time.